Welcome to the Marketing Foundations podcast, hosted by Dr. Sandy Luck, professor of marketing at the University of North Dakota, entrepreneur, owner of Bully Brew Coffee, and proud bulldog mama. I'm your co-host, Brad Schmidt, and we're both very glad you're joining us as Dr. Luck endeavors to expand your understanding of the basic concepts, ideas, and application of marketing in an ever-changing marketplace. So be ready to listen fast, because as always, there's a lot to talk about in today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of uh, Marketing 305, Marketing Foundations, the uh, podcast. I'm Brad Schmidt, of course, and this is uh, Sandy Dr. Luck. Sandy Luck. She is our, she's the, uh, you're the, you're the content provider. You're the one that knows all the information. You've, you're the professor of the class. I get to come along for the ride and kind of co-host with you, which is a lot of fun. Um, and, and I get a free marketing class Absolutely. out of it all. And so for the last, what, five, six weeks, we've been talking about all kinds of stuff with marketing and we're just going to continue that this one or this week, buyer behavior, which is an interesting discussion when it comes to marketing, because you don't often relate those two, right? I mean, buyer behavior is different than marketing behavior, but in order to be an effective marketer, you have to understand buyer behavior, don't you? Absolutely. And understand your consumers. So one of the most important things in marketing is to understand who is buying your product or using your service. And we talk about this in so many different ways, but one of the key ingredients is if you are selling your product or promoting your product to the wrong target audience, number one, you're wasting people's money. And number two, they're probably looking at it going, what, why are you promoting that to me? I would never use that product. Well, it's why I always get a little bit of a furled brow when I see in my, in my mailbox an ad for AARP. (laughs) I'm, I'm 46. Like, I I mean, I get it. I'm getting older. I mean, I'm not, I'm not as young as I used to be, but but I'm like 20 years away from AARP. It's, you know, but that's essentially marketing to the wrong audience. Yes. I can remember, and this really will explain my age, but I do remember (laughs) on my 50th birthday on the day I get a welcome to the 50 club and Brad, Did my Brad. Cry? Oh, yeah. My Brad thought it was the funniest thing because, of course, he's <laughs> older than me. And I was like, you have got to be kidding. This is the worst marketing promotion ever. <laughs> like, why would they do that? Yeah. Don't they know better? Not on the birthday, right? No. Especially, and not, especially a, a female. A female. Right? Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Wrong, so, rah, rah. <laughs> Well, which actually kind of relates to what we were talking about with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? I mean, that's the, that is one of those needs we need to feel loved. We need to feel safe and secure and all of those sorts of things. And one of the things we don't need is someone essentially mocking us for our age. (laughs) Well, does it lower your self-esteem? Possibly, because I think, you know, when we're talking about age, age is a a rough discussion. Oh, it is. You know, I mean, it's one of the ways that marketers actually probably make a lot of money because think of all the things that you can promote to, to help someone so they do not age. I mean, now the the kind of trend is that women allow their hairs to, to be gray. I will never do that, just so you know. Um, What's weird to me is I see like 20-year-olds dyeing their hair gray. Yeah, so it is kind of a trend, yeah. right? Just like, hey, the other thing, I just want to And I'm not picking on this. any of the students. No. If you've done that, I just think it's weird. Well, it's it's different, but it's also trending. Yeah. Just like the trending of the 80s jeans. Oh, so yeah. So yesterday I the walked in. jeans, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The waistline up underneath your ribs. I walked into one of my coffee shops and there's my barista wearing my old eighth grade jeans. And I was like, what? Did it have the guest patch on the No, it had like the the stonewashed jeans. Or Jordash. (laughs) Do you remember those? 
All nope. of the students are going, what are they talking about? <laughs> no pockets. Uh, and I was like, oh my gosh, I swear I had those in my closet like in eighth grade. And she turned around, looked at me and she goes, my mom told me the same thing. <laughs> she was not pleased with my conversation, uh, but I fantastic. thought it was funny. So we All had right. a good so, laugh. Back to marketing <laughs> 305. We mentioned Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, start with that. How does that relate to, because I always think of that as this is a psychology class type sure. of discussion, right? Well, everybody marketing. needs food, everybody needs water and all of those, but how does it relate to marketing? Marketing has so much to do with psychology. It does. Think it? about it. I mean, it's, you know, it is how we think, how we feel, and we want to promote that to people. So go back to the genes, right? Mm. So this girl was probably mad at me because I'm comparing her to my eighth grade, which I'm old. But when you think about it, for her, it's trending. She purchased them because her influencers have purchased them. People who she look up, she looks up to. Yeah, and not just influencers like on social media, not that, but like people in her life yeah, that influence her, her whether peers. it's friends or yeah. Absolutely. Her peers are, are doing that. So if you think of Maslow, you know, she's trying to belong, be loved, mm. show others that, hey, I'm, I'm the a same. part of the group. Right. I'm, like I'm the same as you. So I think that Maslow Maslow created this this theory and it makes total sense when it comes to marketing and how we can think about marketing and promoting to to our customers or our target audience. Yeah. So even like the physiological needs, right? Food and water and shelter and all that kind of stuff. There's marketing and stuff. I mean, you look at some of the the home builders and the way they market a new home, even even the basics of food, you know, do you want do you want the the do you want Chef Boyardee raviolis or do you want the 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 cheap ones in the white can with the black label that just says ravioli. Right, right. Well, and I also, you know, when you talk about home builders, that's kind of interesting. I didn't really think about that before, but the security, mm -hmm. you know, and safety of your home. Yeah, and so in a now- gated community or yeah, you've got a security system. The security or whatever, yeah. system, everything that goes along with that home. So now not only do you just get, you know, a box, yep. you get a box that's locked, keeps you safe, yeah. keeps you secure. An electronic lock that you can connect to your phone and all of that. So you can make sure that even when you're not home- your stuff is safe. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So all of that really does make sense. And it has a lot to do with psychology. And I think, you know, those of us who, as you mature and as you get older, it does change a little bit where maybe you're not as worried about what other people think right. and you do things for yourself. You're much more comfortable with yourself, but that takes a long time. Yeah. And I, I, we talked that's, about this earlier. That's I have the self-actualization side, yeah. right? Like but the, I have friends who are my age that still are not at that point. They still are worried about people. And, yeah. And and it's, I suppose it's especially important because for, for those that are younger and, that, and maybe some of the kids that are listening, I shouldn't say kids, the students because they're adults now, but the students that are listening to this that struggle with the, the concept of self-esteem just know that part of what's happening in the marketing world is they're playing to that. Absolutely. And, and they're sometimes, hopefully in a positive way, because they're going to give you some, sell you some product that you need to, to overcome that. But sometimes they're taking advantage of that. So just be aware of it when, when you're being marketed to, right? I mean, right. Or am I, am I overthinking that? No, you're not. And this is where I have a little bit of a grin on my face because this is where I think about the ethics. Yeah. As a marketer. And we've you, talked about that a lot off absolutely. the air and, and off the, off the microphone as well. You have to think about you know, your ethics as a marketer, where are you and are you comfortable with, you know, creating that thought for someone else that this is the only way that they're going to fit in is if they have this particular product. 
Yeah. And it is the way that we market. Yeah. So it's something to think about. And then the self-actualization, kind of the top of the, the hierarchy of needs. That's where I don't care if it says Nike or Adidas on my shoes. I don't care if my car is a, a Mercedes or a, 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 a Kia or whatever. It's I want this car because I want it. And it's or I want this product because I want it. And I don't really care what anybody else thinks of it. This is mine. And I know it's an ugly car. Or I know it's a, a, a junky whatever, but it's mine and I like it. So if you don't, whatever, right? That's right. really the key to that self-actualization. Yeah. It? And I think, like I said, I think it takes a long time to get to that point. So we could also put it in a different note. Maybe it's somebody who drives the very expensive car and because they have worked very hard to get to where they are mm. today, you know, the physician that we were just yeah. talking about, you know, he drives this beautiful, beautiful car. He's probably very proud of it and he should be. He has worked very hard, hard to, to get, get there, to that yeah. point. And so he doesn't really care if other people, you know, think that he is being, you know, um, spending too much money on a particular car or whatever it is. He he's thinking he's he's okay with himself yeah. to do this, this and is, to purchase this, is, this. This is part of my life accomplishment. Exactly. Kind of yeah. Exactly. So then, when once you kind of understand all that, like that's where you start into the decision making process of buying a a particular product, whether it's. A big purchase like a car or a small purchase like a, 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 a bottle of soda at the convenience store, right? Sure. Yep. So high involvement, low involvement. We kind of talked is about that, that okay. during class yesterday is, you know, your high involvement is where you're really going to think about the decision of purchasing that product. Anything that's, I mean, sometimes it's $100 or more. Yeah. And low involvement is where it's just it's kind of the same thing that I'm going to buy over and yeah, over. Yeah. I got gas at the gas station mm-hmm. and I just grabbed a soda out of the cooler as I'm right. walking out. Right. And so we go through this process of actually need, want to searching for it, evaluating, you know, the competition or maybe about that product, purchasing it or not purchasing it. And then thinking about post-purchase, like how is it going to affect me after? And am I happy? Am I not happy? And what am I going to do about it? So the need versus want, I was, we were talking before we started recording, I had almost had thought I was going to have to buy a dryer this weekend. The need is a dryer to dry my clothes. The want is a dryer that folds them automatically for me, which I don't think exists, but it'd be really cool. That would be really cool. Somebody create that. So, but that's the need versus want. Like, here's the thing that I need. Now, out of the thing that I need, what kind of features, what kind of experience, what kind of of whatever do I want out of that product or service, correct? Right. Exactly. So how does that play into the marketing side of it? Well, because your consumer, you got to make sure you figure out what your consumer needs. Or actually, if they want something, how you can create it to be a need, right? Uh, Like uh, if I'm going to sell you this dryer that has all of these different features and all of these things that make your life easier, then I'm going to tell you that in my promotion so that you're going to not just need a dryer, you're going to need my dryer that gives you lots of extra time and it's convenient for so you. So this is something that's interesting to me. So years ago, probably, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, I bought my first iPod Touch before mm. the iPhone actually came out, if I remember correctly. Right. And I remember when I first saw the first commercial for that product, I thought, 
I didn't even realize that I needed that. <laughs> but I need that because I was busy. I, I need. I, I was tired of carrying my phone with me and some sort of an, uh, an appointment book or, or some sort of notebook that kept me organized or a, a calendar, whatever. I'm like, and then I had another thing in my car that played all my music. And I'm like, I need that because it does all of these things. And I only have to carry one device then. Yeah, and and convenient. I didn't even realize that that's what I needed. So yeah, I didn't even know I needed an iPod. Isn't like that, it, they did a great job. They, th- I mean, that's the thing. Like you say, determining, finding, making what you want into a need. Because I certainly didn't need an iPod no. Touch. I was doing just fine. But I realized that this thing that I wanted was something that I suddenly needed. Well, and think about that with all of the products that we have, everything, because it's more convenient for us. You know, we, we, we want those products and we can probably do without because we can take time. It's it's the first world problems, right? It's complaining complaining about having to hold the button on the dryer to get it to start. Oh man. Yeah. What a pain for three seconds. We have all of these, all of these first world problems. So after you figure out what you need and or want, you got to kind of find out what product, best or service or whatever best fits that right and that's the info search part right so info search well info search is maybe you know if you think about somebody who is promoting to you maybe you saw it on a a google banner maybe you saw it on a facebook ad an instagram ad something like that and so you have seen the promotion you know about a little bit about the product or the service and so at that point then you know your information search you might go out and google more i mean i think about a high involvement would be purchasing a house, right? So I'm thinking about buying a house out in, uh, I'm kind of making a joke out of this, but I would love to think about buying a house out in North Carolina, right? Uh, right. So I am online looking up all of the different real estate in North Carolina, looking up the different businesses, doing all of my search, right? Then we go out there, we go on vacation, we meet up with a real estate agent who's a salesperson who is also selling the idea. So those are all the external searches that I'm doing. And then from there, I might evaluate. I might say, well, you know, is this the right thing to move to North Carolina or Grand Forks, North Dakota? What's the difference? And so evaluating it could be comparing your competitors. It could also be saying maybe it's even evaluating one house in North Carolina comparing to another because of the price or because of the different benefits it has or the features it has and then making that decision. And well, then, that's, I was talking, you and I were talking before we started recording. I almost thought I was going to have to buy a dryer this weekend. And that's the same thing. You figure out which brand, which features, all of that kind of stuff. And, and then you compare all the different models and whatnot. So, right. Yeah. So then once you've kind of determined what you're looking for, you talked about evaluation. And I would have thought, oh, that's part of the info search, right? I want to evaluate each product. But it's, it's a little mm-hmm. different, isn't it? It is. It's the next step after you search and you find everything that you want. Because right. then you're going to evaluate and say, which, I mean, it could be comparative of my competitors. It could be comparing the features of the different brands. I mean, all of that could be in the evaluation area, depending it's, on which product or service you're looking for. It's kind of the test drive part, right? Sure. Like if you're going yeah. out to buy a car, you you look at, well, you hear the safety ratings of this brand is good, or you hear the the uh, the durability or the longevity of this other brand is really good. Yeah. So now you got to go out and kind of test drive a few of them and see which one you really like better than 
the others. Right. Good example. Test drive. I'm going to use that. Okay. <laughs> in the future. So, and then ching ching. Then you purchase. Right. If you don't purchase, obviously, you're not going to go and continue on. You right. might go back up to the info search because maybe you need to search more or maybe you're not ready oh, to, yeah, I to, suppose. to purchase. Yeah, because you go, oh, yeah, I like this one, but eh, it's not quite what I want. Maybe I'm just going to wait a little bit. It's a big purchase. I'm spending a lot of money. I think I'm going to take a little more time and, yeah, and so, do some more searching. Marketers probably get annoyed with that kind of personality of oh, person yeah. because they're the one who will, especially salespeople, I should say, not even just marketers, Marketing, yeah. but salesperson, how many times you have to talk to this person, give them all the information. They're still not sure. They still need more information, which that's okay if it's a big price and somebody is thinking about how much they're going to commit on you know, that particular product or that service. Now, once you've purchased, that's when you get into the post-purchase. How does that relate to marketing? So post-purchase is probably one of the most important because we want to make sure that the customer's happy, that they got what they wanted, their reviews are going to say they're great. This is why all the time you get you get asked, will you please review the product or service that you just purchased? So it's not just planning ahead to finding a, finding a return customer, but it's, it's, it's planning ahead to look at what other customers are seeing or saying or other potential customers are, are experiencing based on mm-hmm. another customer's actual purchase. Go back to word of mouth. Go back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, all of these people are saying they need it. They love it. They enjoy it. Guess what? Everybody's going to go back to saying, hey, Maybe that would make me feel really good. So I'm going to go live in the ocean by North Can- North yeah. Carolina yeah. because I want to feel that same way that all of these people are feeling. Yeah. I want to live in the gated community. I want to. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So then this to, to kind of tie all of these together, right? Whether it's the hierarchy of needs and the decision process there. One of the things that you mentioned was high involvement versus low involvement purchases. Are all of these things the same for those or are they different? No, I would say they're going to be different because I would argue that low involvement, you're not going to go through this process. You're you're not really going to research which is the best candy bar before you go buy a dollar and 29 cent candy bar. Right. And you already know that's your internal research, which is not very difficult because in my head, I maybe don't like coconut or, you know, you don't like peanut butter. So you're not going to buy an Almond Joy or a Reese's, but you do love caramel. So you might get a Carmelo or something like that. Or I think back to, I know that my mom always used to use this laundry soap. So that's what I'm going to just continue Uh, to use. So I know these things and it doesn't take very much to get down to that that part of and purchasing. And that would be called a low involvement. Exactly. Purchase. Okay, right. got it. And then I think about, you know, this whole process going back to, you know, why is it important for marketers to understand this? I When, when you're thinking about how you're going to market or promote to people, again, the, the more you know about your consumers, the more you understand the process that they're going through, that they're going to go through is going to help you so you can create the greatest promotion or strategy to get them yeah. in the door to convert to, you know, be that purchaser and hopefully become a lifetime customer. Well, and and you talked about it. We'll, we'll get into this real quick. The the subway touchscreen thing, mm-hmm. right? So this is this is where the marketer becomes the marketee essentially, right? And 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 that's part of what's important about understanding marketing is to understanding that you're being marketed to while you're doing the marketing. And so talk about the the subway screen. Essentially, sure. this is robot ordering. Yeah. But yeah. So right now everybody is looking and having a struggle of a time trying to find the right employees. Mm -hmm. So maybe the answer for some of these businesses is doing what Subway has done. So Subway on Columbia Road here in Grand Forks is using a system where you drive up in the drive-thru, you punch in, which it's not the most 
effective and efficient for me right. as an older person who's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I got to push this. So, okay, I'm going to put that out there because I, I know technology, yeah. but maybe somebody else could do it a whole lot faster. So I'm I'm punching it in and then you pay for it right there. Everything's all done. Drive up and pick up my food. So I think about this in some of the needs that we have, even... I mean, I can go as a business owner instead of even a consumer and say, as a business owner, I need fast service for my customers. Oh, right. So I'm going to search and try and find something. This might be the answer for a lot of businesses. Right. Let me have a robot or a computer take the orders. It pays like an ATM machine right through there. So I, the, the, I don't have to have that many employees. To yeah, pay. instead of having three employees, you have one or yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. All they're doing is making the product, right? And handing it out the drive through window, which is actually very simple. Right. Now, thinking about that, I think about, okay, if I'm gonna, going back to be the customer, I'm the customer, I might evaluate this and go, gosh, I love how quick this could be, but I also love that interaction of that person telling me to have a great day and just that, you know, one-on-one connection that I get with whoever is at the till with me. So you're going to look for a product that would that would blend those two. Right. Where it gives me the speed and efficiency, but still doesn't lose the, the personal the touch. touch. Right. But, you know. And that's the need versus want. This is, is what I need, but what I really want is both. Yeah. Right. So somebody needs to create that and develop right. that. Right. <laughs> So all of this in marketing is, like I say, it, it really is important to understand the psychology of it all and how it all fits into life because it creates the opportunity for you as a marketer to put together a better marketing strategy. Absolutely. It also gives you the opportunity to make sure that you're providing the best possible product and service for the customer, which goes back again to all of the discussions of ethics, right? Mm -hmm. We want it quick and we want it well done, mm -hmm. but we don't want to disenfranchise our people that, that want to feel needed and loved and all of those things. Exactly. And it gets a little complicated, doesn't it? Does. It does. And I think that this is, again, where you have to figure out as a marketer where you're comfortable. You know, if you're comfortable marketing some of the products or services and maybe doing it in a new, different way than what other, you know, others have done, it's okay. I don't, I don't know that it's a bad thing. I think it's just everybody's individually has to make that decision with their ethics. Does this come back to what I talked about earlier in one of the other earlier episodes of, of selling someone something isn't necessarily a, a, just a business transaction, but you're actually serving them because if they actually mm -hmm. need the product that you're selling and you're selling a good product at a good price with good quality and all of those things, you are really, you're being a servant to exactly. that person by helping them get access to the thing that they need and fulfill that, whatever that role in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like we talked about security. I need yeah. to feel secure. My wife needs to feel secure. So we're going to go buy a security system for our house. And if you're selling that, that is serving me something that I need. Right. And Rather than just something that we all think everybody wants because right. it's above and beyond mm -hmm. than just locking the doors. Awesome. Well, great discussion on this. And I love the ethical side of it. I'm a former, for those that you're listening that don't know, I'm a former pastor. And so I love that ethical side of making sure that we're doing things within a, a, a an ethical and moral boundary mm -hmm. that that is is just doing the right thing. Yeah, being a good human. Yeah, just being a, yeah, right. Yeah. Just being a decent human being. 
That seems so rare these days, unfortunately. Yeah. So, well, thank you again, Sandy, Dr. Sandy Luck. Um, I'm Brad Schmidt. This has been Marketing 305. This week, we talked about buyer behavior. Do you know what's up for next week? You sent me this. I've got an email, and I never remember what it is that we're talking about. I do remember. Next week, we are talking about product. Oh, okay. I'm just going to leave it at that because the word product can mean many things, but I'll leave it at that. It'll be a fun conversation. All right. We'll see you next week. Yeah.